0: Welcome to the recession-resistant real estate radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey everybody, Brandon Cobb with HPG Capital here. Thanks for showing up today. We're excited about the content that we've sent out to you guys. If you're like me or what? used to be, me, you hate team meetings. It just seems like it's tough to get everybody's involvement. It's pulling teeth to get information and get them to interact, and you want team meetings to go really, really well, but you're not sure how. Stay tuned. This is going to be fantastic information from you. We're going to make sure that your meetings go lightning fast, and everybody gets a ton out of it and there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of involvement, you're not going to want to miss this. But first, if we've been having a one-way conversation and you've been interested in learning more about how you can add recession-resistant real estate to your portfolio and get passive income straight to your bank account, set up a call of us. We would love to sit down with you and learn more about your goals. All right. So jumping in today, we're going to go over this real quick. I'm going to show you exactly what we do in our team meetings. And this... I used to hate team meetings. They used to drag, nobody liked them, it was tough to get involvement, people would go unprepared, it was not fun. And then I read Patrick Lencioni's book, uh, The Ideal Team Player, and his other book about team meetings, it is eluding me right now, and I read Traction at EOS, and we started implementing this stuff, and all of a sudden, I'm now super excited about team meetings and everybody else is too because it is a great way to build culture, get everybody on the same page and make sure that everybody knows the part that they're playing in the bigger vision. So there are, and I've got them pulled up in front of me right here, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things that we go over in the team meeting. And I'll tell you, the, the biggest mistake people make is not having the team meeting agenda sent out ahead of time or not having it on the board. So we have like a big screen in our office and everybody can see it and I pull up the agenda, have it like color coordinated so literally a third grader could follow along with it. So that tells everyone how it's going to go. Do not expect people to remember what to do every single time they're busy. It is just not possible. I've tried just just put it up there so everybody can follow along as you uh, as you do the meeting and they can they can run it. Um, biggest reason why you wanna do this, you don't wanna run every single team meeting. You want people taking turns. You should be developing leaders. And if you're not, that's a problem. Everything you should do should be centered around managerial and leadership development. So make people take turns running the team meeting. That's another great reason to put the agenda on board. So let's start with number one, the vision. Every time we start a team meeting, We start off with the vision, and it is the leader's responsibility to make sure that the vision and where the company is headed is communicated every single time. Everybody in the company should know who the company's core values are. The vision and the role they play in that vision is the most important thing. So let me share with you our vision right here. Uh, So we start like this. I say it's December 31st, 2025 we just finished our annual review as a team we changed 320 lives for the better by selling them a home centered towards first-time homebuyers, and they're proud to raise their family in it our hbg gives back program gave away 10 homes to families who lost a veteran our central headquarters was a location for company-wide events and we have an off-site company-wide team building retreat We embrace an employee-first culture and have an employee dream manager program engineered to help everyone at the company develop their personal dreams outside of work. This was a big one for me. Everyone at our company embraces our company core values, humility, extreme ownership, growth, and stewardship, and exemplifies it every single day. We're an EOS black belt and 90% strong in all of our quarterly rocks. We have the top market reputation and a near five-star customer experience. Our operations department is systemized and extremely scalable. We have access to unlimited funds and we can buy anything that we need. Boom, every single two weeks on Friday morning, we start off with the vision. And then number two, the second thing that we do is that we do updates toward the vision and our big, hairy, audacious goal. If you have read the book by Jim Collins from good to great, he talk about, talks about a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. It's basically your impact cause. What are you doing as a company other than just making money? So we'll do updates towards the vision. So, you know, with this vision at one point, a long time ago, it was doing like 50 deals uh, a year, 50 homes a year. And we, we, we crushed that. We changed it. So the vision is going to move as you grow, but. Um, update. So let's see if I can go over some past updates. Let's just look at our past meeting that we did here. Ah, update. So one of the updates towards our big, hairy, audacious goal was we needed to identify exactly how many homeless veterans they are. Our big, hairy, audacious goal is to reduce veteran homelessness in Middle Tennessee by 90%. And it needs to be smart, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely. And so we needed the number. In order for us to hit that 90%, we need to know what we need to get down to. So it needs to go from 247. We got that number from the local veteran affairs communities in the the counties. And we need to bring it down to 25. That is the Big Harry Audacious goal. So the update was getting those statistics and getting those numbers. And right now we're doing a 36 townhome development. And we're going to be giving away one of the homes to a veteran. So that will be $1 of the 247. Now we're coming up with some other unique ways where we don't have to you know, spend $250,000 per per vet to accomplish that. We're trying to spread it out and work with some mortgage companies to identify some creative opportunities to let people uh, who aren't qualifying for loans qualify for loans. That was the update. So rather than just give away $250,000, if we can identify 25 uh, veterans who can't qualify for homes, but if they just needed maybe a $10,000, $15,000 uh, liquid bump we could work with the local mortgage companies to give them that injection so they could then qualify for the loan. And we made some progress there. So that was the update on the big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, let's see, any other updates that I had during that meeting? No, I think that's it. Number three, we go over personal and professional successes. So my personal success was I finally lost the weight that I gained like seven months ago on my Dubai trip. I ate like crazy and it was the first Tom, I felt like I had a dad bod. Like My stomach was like pulling on my shirt. So I gave the update that I finally lost that weight. And my professional success was, I believe I ended up raising the remaining $2.8 million needed for one of our developments. So that was big, big win right there. Number four. The fourth thing we do is we teach some kind of topic around leadership discussion or gaps in the company. So it's everybody's job in the organization to point out where the gaps are. If something's broken, even though it's not in your department, it is your job to point it out and fix it. Everybody knows this. And if uh, when they come to the meeting, they'll usually come with some kind of presentation designed to talk about some leadership concept they've learned or something they're applying or teaching to everybody so we have a discussion around this topic and it's really good because again we're trying to cultivate and grow leaders this organization and having them come to the meeting prepare teach a concept is the gr- it's the best way to get people to learn it teaching the concepts by far is the best way to put them into practice and that's what we do the fifth thing that we do in team meetings is statistics reporting so this is designed to get everybody at the company on the same page how is their department influencing the will that turns us in a direction towards our vision? And let's let's just go over these. So our director of first impressions will comment on the number of uh, new investor leads, the number of new introductory calls scheduled, uh, the number of new social media followers per platform. Uh, Investor sales will comment on the amount of newly capital uh, raised, any soft commitments, and any new leads that are promising. Uh, Acquisitions will go over appointments held, promising appointments, new contracts generated, upcoming closings. So we can see what's in the pipeline. The superintendent will go over the status of all the land. That is currently being entitled, or that we're getting permits pulled on. Basically, an update on where are we in the process to be able to close on some of this stuff because we don't want to be able to we don't want to close on it until we get it entitled or permitted. There's just too much risk in that. So he'll give an update on how that's going with the surveyors, the architects, the engineer, uh, the, uh, the civil engineers the city, all that stuff. The next is the construction coordinator. He will comment on projects currently in the planning stages. He'll name the addresses and he'll name when they will be ready for the next phase. And then project manager will go over an update on each project, update on the date when they expect it to be complete, which phase they're in, any projects that are closing on finishing or any obstacles that are in the way the now and then we'll do uh, we'll do like a debrief we will um, just any announcements or anything else that we need to talk about after uh, after the statistics reporting. Number six is a rock review. So a rock is a quarterly goal. Everybody in the organization has quarterly goals and what we do is we take the the vision and if it's a three- year vision we reverse engineer it down into years and then we take the years and we reverse engineer it down into quarters. And then we set goals that are designed to hit the numbers we need per quarter. So everybody's rocks are, are an oar, basically. As long as everyone's rowing and hitting their oar and rowing in the same direction, then we're going to get there. So we'll go over rocks. People will state what their rock is. And they will say on track or they will say off track and that's it. And it'll flow around the table. So as we're, eat, we're doing these things, the, the personal and professional successes, everyone does a round real quick and then they do the teach the team topic. We'll talk about it. Then statistics reporting, we'll do a round. So it feels like there's a lot of flow going and we're making progress because everybody's taking turns going around this table and it's just, it's just flowing and it's moving and it feels like there's some momentum to it. it feels really good rather than just a stagnant meeting, right? It's not going anywhere. So they'll state their rocks, on track or off track. And the next, number seven, is we do something called IDS, which is identify, discuss, solve. And this is a chance for them to do two things. One is if they're off track on their rock to explain why and get advice from the team on how they can catch it up. Now, this does a few things. One is it creates accountability. So when they show up, they don't want to be that person every two weeks showing up saying they're off track on the rocks while everyone else is on track. It's it's just it's kind of the writing on the wall, right? Everybody has to hit their rocks. They have to. So, that's huge when they show up because that gives them that accountability. Nobody wants to show up and be that guy every single time. Now, what it also does is it allows us to collaborate as a team. This builds culture and we've come up with many great ideas, not all just m- just on me a lot of people are coming to the leader expecting hey I need you to solve this problem I got this problem but there's there's collaboration some people are actually helping out with some people's rocks one of our our guys uh, his his rock was to uh, he was supposed to do a team outing every single month so basically plan a team outing fun stuff that's designed to just get your mind off work. And, and relax. And he just he was busy and he was having a lot of trouble planning these things. So he got with someone else in the company and said, hey, can you help me out with this? And she was like, sure, I'd be happy to do that. So it was really cool to see the collaboration among that. And if we didn't sit down and discuss and IDS these things, then that collaboration would never take place. Right. And that's what you want. You know, if you're going to build culture and, and and help people get back on track. So that's huge. The other thing is they can talk about just whatever other problems they have. So it doesn't have to be rock-related. If they're struggling with some other part of their their work, they can talk about that, and we can brainstorm solutions. Somebody – well, our, our, one of our project managers, he brought it up that like he spends a ton of time acting as the intermediary between – Uh, The subs. So like the HVAC guy says, Hey, there's a problem here. Can you please tell the plumber that I need him out here? And then project manager goes, calls the plumber and he goes, all right, well, can you call this guy and and tell him I'll be there? He's like, no, He, he needs to try to get everyone to start communicating with each other. And he's like, how do I do that? We came up with this idea where he should put a roster at each property that lists all the trades, the names, the emails, and the phone numbers, like in big letters on the wall or on a stand-up stand, and they can actually start communicating with each other. That's the expectation. That saves him a ton of time where he can do what he is good at, which is hands-on QA, QC at the properties. That's one example. And then finally, uh, number eight is we will rate the meeting. And this is the fun part. We will go around the table, and people have to give a, uh, the meeting a a number, 1 through 10. And if they don't give it a 10, they have to explain what can be done to make it a 10. And if they did give it a 10, they have to explain why. So, you know, for example, if it goes over an hour, I usually don't give it a 10. If I feel like it went really well and there's a lot of input and got a lot done, I'll say, hey, you know, this was a 9. We could have made it better if we would finished within an hour. Um So it just gives some ideas and feedback from the team on how to make the meetings better if there's something they don't like about it. And it's a great way to just end the meeting. All right, guys, I hope you liked that. That was eight, not seven ways that you can make your meeting awesome and have everybody start to contribute and get a lot out of it. Till next time.